Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out MariaMenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz begin! Hello, Fosters fans. Welcome to another recap episode. Tonight, we are recapping 16. And uh, boy, did we have a sweet 16 tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Jillian Leff, filling in for Jeff Masters, who unfortunately is a little bit under the weather. Um, and it's International Women's Day today, so I feel like it's very fitting that we have an all-female panel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everybody, please welcome our guest, Annika Marks. Hello. Who plays Monty, if you're listening. <laughs> um, again, I'm Jillian Leff. You can tweet me at Jillian Leff all during the show. Um, where can they find you? And I'm Stephanie Georgie. You can follow me or tweet me at Stephanie Georgie. Uh, Annika Marks, Annika underscore Marks. Awesome. And I'm going to be doing double duty today. Mm-hmm. We're going to lead host and we're going to also be checking social media. So I apologize if I don't get to all of your tweets tonight, but I promise that we'll be on Twitter after this and we'll try to answer as much as possible. It's International Women's Day. You can do it. I can do it. Do I'm it super woman. Woo-hoo. I know, not while driving though. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, once I get home, I'll tweet you guys. <laughs> uh, so I feel like since we have the woman of the hour here, we need to talk about it. Yes. Um, so Jeff was right. Yeah. Thank goodness we changed our mind on the show last week so that we weren't like all, no, we knew. No. <laughs> Monty, Monty is not as criminal as we first let on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you read the script, yes. before you knew yes. the end result, what was your first thought at the end of the episode where Sally confessed that? Well, the first time I heard this plot line, uh, it was a scene where I'm saying like, oh, your project looks great. Yeah, what if we get, you know, whatever. That whole thing with the community gardens. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time we're working together. And the director of that episode had heard there was going to be a kiss, but he didn't know anything else. And so he came up to me at one point and said, great, we're going to do it again. Can we do it? Can you look maybe like you're a little attracted to her? And I'm absolutely not, sir. I will not speak. Like, I'm attracted to her. She's a high school student. And, like, at this point, you guys know how much I love Monty. Right. And, like, I've defended her through quite a lot. Sure. So, like, I care about her integrity. And, like, I had, like, a little bit of a meltdown. I was like, wait, what do you mean? So then the, you know, the the creators came and, like, calmed me down. And I was like, okay, okay. This is happening. She's not a a pedophile. It's okay. No, I did great. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I think that when we first saw this sort of interaction between you two, we obviously felt like something was a little off. You know, why is she championing this girl so hard? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you definitely played it the right way because you fooled all of us. I mean, I do think that she's really, like, impressed with this girl and cares about her and Mm -hmm. wants to mentor her. And, like, I will say, I do think Monty has boundary issues. Like, I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. I think she has trouble sometimes. Like, I think there's things that be, like, really obvious to anybody else in the world of education where Monty's, like 
boundaries are a little sloppy sometimes. Um, but yeah, I don't think she's a pedophile. No. <laughs> I don't. I think that a lot of people, you know, she's a character that we sort of love to hate. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that this was a little bit of redemption. Don't, right. do you, don't you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Absolutely, because it makes me so you were, Yeah, no, no, because you were so, or we were so quick to be like, yeah, that was Monty. And then my whole mindset or my thought process for it was, you know, and I bet you she did start the rumor or like that tweet. Yeah, them. right, right. Because right. you had mentioned that story of your past about how when you were younger that it ruined someone's life. I'm like, well, maybe it's just all coming forward and she just doesn't know how to come out right now and this is how she's doing it. Yeah. And then when you really think about it, especially Jeff, when he said, like, you know, high school students are kind of silly and I had to put myself in high school and think about those things and you're so young and I went to a high school where all of our teachers were brand new like which blows my mind they're my age now and uh-huh. I you know and so they were attractive and you're allowed to be attracted to them and when you spend so much time with someone especially as a mentor who is really trying to help you know the youth that things like that could happen and I can see a girl like that oh, kind sure. of wanting to and like no one knows exactly what happened between them and like sure. you know but like it makes perfect sense I mean I feel like I could see exactly what happened just yeah you know a little close and like oh yeah yeah, no, I think I, I think I understand it too, and like I really love what they did with Sally's character. Like this is again, the show is so um, invested in like representing mm-hmm. people honestly, and like you know, I, I completely understand Sally. Like she's terrified of who she thinks she is, sure. and I also understand that. So I think everybody, like no one was being vindictive. Everyone was being self protective, and Absolutely. I understand that. I also feel that Sally's character is very strong. She's mature. She's intelligent. So right. I'm not surprised that she, you know this 18 year old student would do something like that because I think she has the mental capacity of kind of figuring it out and then that's why she felt so guilty because she's like I know what I did but and even if and have. even if someone isn't like like she's like the honor student who you know has what perfect grades and super intelligent but like people know when they don't feel like they can be honest with their parents sure. like kids know Absolutely. there are these you know and I think a lot of you know gay kids feel whether they're right or not mm-hmm. like they cannot be honest with their parents about a big part of what they are exploring in their own minds and their own hearts and that's terrifying especially if like parents are very uh, they speak freely it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to think that it's but and more sure. so when a parent doesn't think that their kid's going to be that way so it's not like they would say something that may be a little bit disrespectful and be like oh but if you were ever to be gay don't worry about it you know you're right. just not going to think to say that right yeah, so um we actually right. have some tweets coming in a lot of people are team monty which is exciting it makes me so uh, happy <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> great am i looking in the right place I yeah yeah you, there, <laughs> there you go hi <laughs> Um, at Allen TV guy said, we don't hate Monty. She's just a bit of a late bloomer and making oh. teenage mistakes a little later in her age. You know what? Oh. I like that assessment. Yeah. I, I actually think there's something to that because mm-hmm. she was, you know, hiding a big piece of who she was for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's something about, you know, coming out and being more open to your sexuality and discovering that, like, there was a lot of stuff that you probably would have done at, you know, as a teenager at 20 that you do later because you you didn't make those same mistakes when you were young. Mm-hmm. I love that. I like that. Um, another, uh, at the Fosters Fan 3 tweeted, wow, it's so nice to know Annika cares about her role that she plays. Mm. I do, you guys. I care about her so much. It I've is. been defending Monty from day one. No, <laughs> it's true. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I was gone when you came here for the first time. Yes. And I watched the first interview and it's a completely different Monty that we're seeing mm-hmm. from when you were on <laughs> in the finale, the summer finale, oh. to 
who you are now. I feel like you've grown so much as a character. I think she's grown a lot, a lot too. I mean, you know, the whole relationship with Lena, which is what everybody was so obsessed about, you know, from for, from Monty's perspective, like th- that was personally a massive journey for her. I mean, Absolutely. there was so much going on with her own identity and the crisis around it. Mm-hmm. And I think she's come to a point of self-acceptance, which allows her to be honest, step up, take responsibility, take accountability admit when she's wrong, but also, like, have her boundaries. And there are ways in which I feel like she's been treated unfairly by Lena in moments. Like, Lena's been really suspicious of her, and she's given her no reason Mm -hmm. to feel like she would, you know, cross those boundaries. And Steph is still perpetually suspicious of Monty. Right, and that's complicated. Well, in this episode, we actually, we had talked sort of about Steph's reaction, you know, if if Lena was going to tell Steph, first, if she was going to be the first person. And we sort of went back and forth and saying, you know, well, I feel like Steph is just going to be immediately, well, obviously Monty did it, like, Mm -hmm. you know how she is, which we got that exact reaction tonight. So clearly she's still going to be hanging on on to that. No matter how much this couple has been through, I just feel like as long as Lena works with Monty, it's always Mm going to be uh, sort of like a a rough There's also this interesting thing that's happened this season with, you know, Steph and her own sense of her femininity and her sexuality and all the things that have changed in her, her own self-perception. So she's also going through her own set of struggles and Monty, threat or no threat, you know, represents something to her. So I I feel like it's an, you know, it's just become more complicated a dynamic. And I think they're brave. I'm glad to have a job. And I think they're <laughs> I think they're brave to not have gotten rid of Monty. It would have been a very easy solution. And instead saying, like, no, now they have to figure out how to work together. I think it's great. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we see the interaction between Lena and um, Sally at the party. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Lena knows what's up. She yes. did her own uh, Olivia Benson investigation <laughs> on the dating website. <laughs> she was all about the law and order of the thing. Um, By the way, I loved that scene. The was, two of them, they were so good in also, that scene. Also, they're just, they're so gorgeous. They honestly look like they're they could so be beautiful. sisters. Right. I know. I know. I was going to say mother and daughter. I'm like, no, no, no. No, they I know. sisters. Let's I know. be honest. They're, I know. Um, no, they're gorgeous. And, and they're, I know, and their hair. I love their, both of them. It's just, I'm so, I have such hair envy. Um, <laughs> but too. I loved that scene. They were so, they were both so amazing in that scene, I thought. I think, you know, Lena is sort of like the go-to person for self-acceptance. She really yeah. helped you deal with that and now seeing her help somebody else that's clearly struggling with identity in Mm -hmm. in this case Mm -hmm. um, it was nice to see her sort of not be like a preachy parent Mm -hmm. but almost she was right at her level I mean Lena's had to deal with this time and time again starting with her wife you know everyone coming into their Mm -hmm. own and fortunately she was just this person who was born and just was proud of who she was from the start and that's what's so great about her but I mean I can only imagine it getting frustrating and I think that she recognized that the moment that um Sally's mother said that yeah she saw her on a dating website I thought the exact same thing I was like what are you why are you searching Mm -hmm. her like oh that was you you know definitely and then I really loved how they showed um 
the way Sally, I think Sally did really great dancing with that girl. I it was too. very, she admired her. Obviously, that other girl had no interest, okay. but it was one of those like, yep, I'm into women, and I just, when yeah. I can get close to them, I can, and that's it, because that's as much as I can do, considering sure. I'm not out yet. And how, how many times do you dance with your girlfriends? But it, there was something yeah. about she, that. There was a part where she moves oh, her hair. It was amazing. And, and it, it, was, just, it, was, it was just perfect. so intimate. And then you're also like, Lena knows what she's looking at. Like, yes. Lena it's came out at some point in her own life. Like, she mm-hmm. knows what she's looking at. I just thought that was done beautifully. I, thought, I think it was also. And yeah. I loved the way that, saw, the face that she looked, and she was like, oh, I know what I'm doing right now. Like, right? Hot. Exactly. <laughs> because she knows what she's feeling. Exactly. I know. It was perfect. So we obviously didn't get to see sort of the uh, wrapping up of this storyline. Yes. Are we going to see that in future episodes? Are we going to get closure? There's more coming. Okay. I can tell you that. There's, there's definitely more coming. Yeah, it's not over. Um, but I do think that, uh, I mean, you know. You know, you you know the meat of it in a way, right. but it's it's not over. I mean, there's definitely uh, more drama coming. Sally's kind of pissing me off, though. She better grow up and tell the truth. I think she would. Honestly, yeah. if I'm gonna predict right now, I know we're not on predictions, but I feel like she's going to man up because she's a top-notch student. She has her whole future ahead of her, and really, when <clears throat> Lena said, you know, you you're gonna ruin Monty's entire career, I think that sort of struck a chord with her because, as far as somebody that's like that on top of things. They usually have a pretty good moral compass. Right. And I feel like in mm-hmm. this case, she's going to have to come out to her parents. Mm-hmm. I know this is probably not how she wanted to do it, but at least the interest in women, they're obviously going to have to be aware. Right. And then the falling action from that is probably going to be really dramatic. But at least we know she won't be at Romeo and Juliet because she doesn't like suicides. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so uh, from one gay couple to another gay couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, by the way, I'm so happy when you're our guest because sometimes I feel bad when we go on to the rest of the storylines where I know that you have everything to say oh, about the rest I'm of it. I'm so I know, invested in every it. single storyline. Now, everyone was tweeting me before my the heart's already broken. I know. That I was going to be so sad and we were going to just be crying mm-hmm. and this was so do you think this is the end of Connor and Jude um I think so and I think that it's healthy for it to be that way it is heartbreaking but you have to think you know how many I was in like 10 relationships in the four years that I was in high school and every single one of them were just as equally emotionally invested because it's the first time that you feel now granted I understand that this is someone who just came out and it's same sex and there's no one there there's not another gay boy that he can get with, but it's just an understanding. And I'm really proud of Jude for one, not going to LA because he was worried about it. Had he had just spoken to him first, maybe that would have been better. Sure. But it's one of those things where you can't just make the assumption that kids are just all about it all the time. They're not, they're scared and they don't know. And I think it's okay because he needs to learn more. And I really, thought it was amazing that he rec- he said, you know, do you think it's just because we were the only ones there and that's what you had in common and, you know, what if there was someone else? And they, they are different if you think about it and they had their friendship first and it, that's why it was just easy to transition into the other place. But I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's done and I think it's okay. I, I just, I don't I, even know. I, I feel it's like okay. it's kind of, I don't know, I think the, the blow was lighter only mm-hmm. because we really haven't seen Jude and any of Connor um, so far in the sort of tail end to the season. So it wasn't like we were, I, I feel like I would have been so much more heartbroken if this was what we had seen in the summer right. when it was sort of mm-hmm. all centralized around them. And it 
it stinks that it happened over Skype, but that's real life people. That is <laughs> at least it didn't happen yeah. in a text. Right. That's all I have to say. I this is my feeling about it, and I and like I I'm like way too overly invested in a teenage <laughs> love story on TV. Like I recognize that going into this, but I I think that one of the best things about this show is that not only are they putting you know all sorts of different versions of gay couples on TV. Honestly, they're not so precious about them that they say, okay, they have to be perfect mm -hmm. and we can't compromise them in any way. They have to be, you know, totally in line and perfectly in love and perfectly balanced. Like, they're real people trying to make their way. So it's, in a way, to me, the same conversation that came up when Monty came into the storyline where they were like, you can't do this to the moms. But they're two women trying to make a long-term relationship work. If you sure. didn't give them a challenge it wouldn't be real life. Right, absolutely. And I feel like they're doing the same thing for these teenagers. It's, they're teenagers, yeah. you know? This is their first love, and wherever that goes, it'll always be their first love. Yeah. And, and that's you, beautiful. Yeah, and you learn from it. Like, it's the thing, like, and you always remember because it's the first time you actually feel, and when you have to recognize and identify those feelings. And yeah. then you, that's when, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and so on and so forth, and then you, you, it continues. I could definitely see, like, maybe later, when they're even more grown, Connor just showing up and they're like, what? And then it's just like different, <laughs> which would be great because yeah. I think they both need their growth now. That they helped each other come out. Now let them grow a little bit more and we could see what happens. Plus, I'd love to see Jude with someone else. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like the, the fan base is obviously heartbroken mm -hmm. and that's really unfortunate, but this is very real. You know, they have a lot of growing to do and just from what we saw with the... Um, sexual text message <laughs> that Jude got. Um, obviously, he was not ready for that, and I think that he maybe thought that their relationship was something else, and to find out that Connor really didn't even want that, but it was just because other members on his team were sending those pictures to their girlfriends, that's why he sent it. Mm -hmm. um, they both seemed really innocent and unsure, and, you know, obviously... There's a time and place where you're going to be ready to engage in those sort of activities. Um, and that's sort of, that's on your time. Do I think that Jude is ready for that? No. And I think that that's why he didn't go. And, you know, regardless of what he told Connor, I feel like it placed a certain amount of pressure on their relationship that he wasn't ready to deal with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it had to end. I think... Jude needs some innocence, some more yes, innocence, some absolutely. more time to figure himself out because for the longest time he was denying who he was and he just became comfortable with that. You guys yeah. feel like feel what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that's what's so wonderful about Connor and why I think he'll always love him while I'll always love him because mm -hmm. he helped him in that. Yeah. And Jude by far helped Connor because he's he was that boy that you don't think mm -hmm. is going to ever come out that you don't think is gay. Where Jude, you could be like, oh, I guess I'm not so surprised, you know, like later mm -hmm. in life. But then it's one of those, those sports guys in high school that actually do come out way late and you're like, what? You know, but <laughs> yeah. so that was really great. And I also just want to mention about the, the sexting. I really loved how Jesus like reacted to that. That was sweet. It was, you know, it wasn't like, oh, it was just like, oh, no, I, I guess he's happy to see you. It was just, it was really brotherly. I love, I'm obsessed. My, the one thing that I love about the show is the dynamic between the siblings. I know. Because I want, I, I just love that realness and we I want to see that love. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. And I'm not, my, my girlfriend always says that in any movie that we watch, she always cries when something happens to parents. I cry when things happen to siblings. Okay. And maybe because I, I love my brother and my sister so much and it was something that developed later. Mm -hmm. But you realize those bonds after you leave the house and after you're not with them anymore. And so I just, I like to see that they can have that regardless of their 
um, adoption and other like issues. Like yeah. no one else will be that brother for him sure. ever. And that's awesome. Um, yeah. We have a lot of genre tweets coming in, so I feel like I need to share. A lot of fans want to uh, air their feelings. Right. They're probably like, <laughs> shut up. And I'm, like, I'm sorry. Um, at Jono underscore Jackson said uh, the season three buildup of the genre relationship only to have it killed off in two minute in a two minute scene is what people are upset the most about. Um, uh, Alan TV guy said, I feel like the writers didn't give them a fitting breakup. It seems heartless and cold, very out of character for Jude. Um, oh my God, there's so much. I can't, I can't read all you guys, mm-hmm. but please keep tweeting them at me. Cause I love, t- I love to, I love the emotions. Yeah. I think people are just so invested and that honestly, but I think that's, TV I actually writing. think yeah, that's really think beautiful. Yeah. Like, like, you know, in a weird way, I think it's a compliment to the sure. writing. Like we're so invested in that relationship and. And who knows where it's going, right? Like, there's no, you know, it's just this episode. Absolutely. Who knows where it's going? We but, don't know. And they're the but, youngest out of all of them. And guess what? Right. And that's exactly how it would have happened if he's in Los Angeles and not in San Diego. It would have been more dramatic had they been had that breakup happened in San Diego. And but I, that wasn't the case. I moved a lot as a kid, and like, there is this weird thing that happens when you move as a kid. Like, you're you know you're moving, and yet until you actually move, you can't conceptualize what it is to have distance between mm. you. Right. So you think, you know, when you're a kid and you you move halfway through, you know. Wherever you move to, mm-hmm. you think you can keep your relationships going, and it's this really strange, slow mm-hmm. disconnect between you and the people you loved. So I also totally get that, you know. Mm-hmm. Any anybody who moves, their parents are thinking, you like maybe you hold on to one of these friends. Uh, but you I had think, to hear that my whole life, and I used to get so mad at my dad. He's like, Stephanie, you're not going to be friends with right. these people, and I used right. to get angry and cry. And, and so you really think you, you know, you, because because you're a kid, and part of what's great about being a kid is you're so in the moment. Mm-hmm. You're so in. The, I mean, it's what we always try to get back to as adults. Like you're so in the moment. Sure. And you don't know what it's going to feel like. I mean, to have when distance. you move away, what is like, that moment in my life right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I I have I live in New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. I moved out here, but only I'm only friends with three people back home. Mm-hmm. You know, like old right. high school friends. Besides that, you know, it's just a, a blip in time, and yeah. they follow me on Facebook. Hi guys, what's up? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe watch the show. <laughs> um, no, but I what I liked. So you know, the breakup aside, um, obviously we're going to be seeing more from Jude in these next couple of episodes. I don't know if I could say the same for Connor, um, but I did appreciate the talk that Callie had with Jude Me at too. the party, and, he, and she did it perfectly too. And don't step over your boundaries and just let him talk to you. Yeah. But also, wasn't it interesting that like? It started out obviously. Callie was trying to talk to Jude at a, in, at, in a in a way that he would receive her message, mm-hmm. like in a not sort of like uh, you know bossy older sister way. And then he realized she actually needs something too, yes. and he yes. gives it to her. Yes, like amazing. they have this weird sharing of like he's wisdom. Like, he's like, like why can't you just talk? But that's and what I love, I love about Jude I because that. he's like sister. I know you. I like know. get out of here. Well, right. And yeah. he's just like a little Buddha. He's just like he's, <laughs> he's like he's like I. I, I knew what you were coming up with. Honestly, but like even Hayden as a person, like we're always just like, oh my God, he's, 40, no, he he's 45. Like yeah. he's actually 45. He when actually I is. He's more mature than me. <laughs> he was the first person to shake my hand on set. And I was like, oh, you're like, what's he wearing? Like, a what are you suit? doing? I know. <laughs> like he's like, really? Like he's so grounded. And like you're just like, what is that? Like bottle that, sell it. You'll be a millionaire. It's oh amazing. Um, now, I mean, it was, it was cool for Callie to sort of, uh, you know, level with him on certain things. Although I do feel like the pressures that she's feeling might be different. I feel like she's still hanging on to the um, sexy time that she had with 
Brandon, and mm-hmm. I don't know if she's ready to obviously move on from him. I mean, we saw it in this episode a little bit. AJ really wants to hook up with her, yeah. no matter what he says. Mm-hmm. They're getting, like, it, it's to the point where things are starting to get weird. Yeah. And we finally see it in this episode from other characters. So now other characters are calling out Callie they and Brandon for the sure. way that they're acting. Um, right. That scene was really hard to watch when Ugh, they saw each other the in the kitchen. Four of them? Long yeah. live Rally. I, I was like, I'm about it. You are oh, not that's done. right. You're yeah. about it. I forgot I, who's who. I forgot. I, I, I know there, there's teams. Here. Yeah. Um, well, Jeff is not Team Rally, but yeah. he's not here. So, but yeah. he is Team Monty. I just want to say yeah, that because yeah. he really <laughs> is. He's like my defender, and he I just really Monty. appreciate it. I know he does. He loves and Monty. I'm really sorry he has a sinus infection. I know. <laughs> he will miss you. He will miss you. Um, no, but that, that scene was really difficult for me to watch and then sort of the scene after where AJ is so not cool with what happened of course not and I feel like he's wising up and I just think that you know Callie in this situation I know we had talked about previously how sort of Callie has been showing better face than Brandon has yes that's what I was saying but the roles reversed tonight because that's how females are I feel especially when you have a distraction like AJ and AJ so masculine and strong that it's easy to think that things will be okay whereas Brandon <laughs> I love that the fact that he's masculine and strong we're just like, like oh. isn't he not AJ like look at AJ how he is like he's been through a lot and like the, even the way they walked into the house did you see like how he it. grabbed her like right away and I was like if I was a girl in high school I'd have been like oh my god I love you I love so he's an artist and he'll draw you pictures. I mean, but it's just so, charming. It's so great. And that's the thing. This is what I preach about the writers. This is what I preach about shows that, like, allow me to invest myself and really, like, see these little parts of them. And as an actor, when you, like, there are characteristics that Monty does. And I'm like, Monty, I know you. You know, like, <laughs> but it's like, no. <laughs> but then I don't. So it's like, Steph, I'll Monty, back. I see you wearing that little pencil skirt. Uh, yeah. your Steph first. Lena, I see I'm that. like, when she wears green, I know what she's trying to do. What's she trying to do? No, but so then AJ. He, he's he's so great and is able to distract Callie and, and that's awesome but Brandon I always feel like you know guys have that um, there's something about having their first girl and then them wanting it to be all theirs and you know it's a, a territorial thing mm-hmm. so of course he's going to feel that way and then it just it did I knew it was going to take Callie to see him with someone else because that's how girls are they think that they're going to be done with it that's how I always was mm. the second my ex or the boy that I used to like got another sure. girl I was like wait what are you doing, um, you know? It's actually really funny. Um, Lizette, hey Lizette, she tweeted... Escobar? Um, yeah, love her. Um, Please tell me why Cord and AJ figured out the relationships in five seconds, but the family hasn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, well, TV magic, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, actually, um, Brittany Alyssa also tweeted pretty much the same thing, so blind, LOL. Which right. is, you know, listen, I mean, the mamas have a lot on their plates right now. I don't think... They there's also, also a lot of kids. there's also things you don't want to see. Like sure. there's a, there's a certain there's certain things in families that are better if you sure. can figure out how to convince yourself they're also, that you're not picking up on yeah. your energy. It's it's a different atmosphere though. That it was evident right there at that moment because they were both by themselves in the house with a, a significant other on either side and it was one of those things like both of them at the same time thinking why were you here by yourself with this person but there's also like but like the moms and they know about the history between Callie and Brandon they don't know this like big secret but they know mm-hmm. the history they they understand what they've had to work through to become and they just they've just put faith in their ability to do it you know and I mean, I understand that. We all saw the preview, so I feel like things are going to be coming crashing down when uh, uh, Brandon says that 
he made a huge mistake. Right. Having sex with she, someone too early. She, she, did you see her face when she was brushing her teeth yeah. and you didn't want to hear that? Then that's the thing, though, that they're going to eventually see that. And I'm sure that eventually she's going to say that to him and then he's going to explain to her, I was talking to my little sister. What makes you think that I'm going to, like, put her in a situation where I'm going to let her know it's okay to do that? And, you know, you do what you have to do. It's to, to create, like, an even keel. And, like, I, I think that that's what's really good about him being the big brother. He plays that role really well with the exception of Callie. Mm-hmm. But that's it. <laughs> well, I found it interesting that Brandon sort of, like, flipped things with Courtney. And he was like, and Courtney was like, actually, like, this is really mature of you. You know, mm-hmm. to, like, move on and have to live with this person that you once loved. And obviously he's loving it because she's oh, loving yeah. it. And I'm like, and she's loving well, it because she's like, well, oh, that's a challenge, and now I kind of yeah. want to keep him. <laughs> I know, I know how females are. Get out. But also, like, Courtney has this huge secret, right? right. Also, that she was just like, okay, since, we're, since we're speaking honestly, yes. Yes. Since, yes. We're, <laughs> since we're dishing, um, yeah. I still live with my baby daddy, right? Which obviously we know he seemed like a bit of a jerk. We've only met him once, mm-hmm. um, but I hope she moves out. I don't know. I think maybe Brandon. Will be good for her, you know. Mm-hmm. She, she's for each of, other. Yeah, she needs this to move on because let's be honest, she's just a yeah. She's a pit stop. But <laughs> Same. I didn't you need even a realize how we felt about the storyline, but just now saying. I do. I mean, listen. I okay. think that she's lovely, and I think that they are both in a place where they are. They met for a reason. I think mm-hmm. everyone meets for a reason. I feel like there were certain relationships. I feel like we can all speak to this in our lives, Absolutely. where you know. You had that person, and they helped you do something. And, you know, every ex that I've had has led me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same for Brandon. And I think so, too. And I think it's so healthy for them to to know that there's something else and to share feelings that you care about someone. It might not ever get to love, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that he's not going to have this intense care for Courtney because of everything that she's going to do for him and vice mm-hmm. versa. And that'll be cool, but at the end of the day, it's like it's that storyline of, I, I can't help it. I don't know what it is. I love you. Sorry. Now, with mm-hmm. Courtney being in the house now, and obviously she's going to be around for at least, you know, next episode, um, <laughs> if she meets Lena and Steph... How do we feel like they're going to react to knowing that she has a kid? Because I don't think they know that. I'm sure they're going to have their, they're going to be opinionated about it, but mm-hmm. they're going to kind of accept it with, they're going to accept it and hint, try to not do this. Yeah. But also, yeah. is is Brandon 18? Mm. I don't think so. I don't oh, think like, so. Oh, like as far as she's I'm, like, I'm she's thinking like, okay, so if I'm a writer, right, and he's not 18, I'm obviously going to be gonna mirroring be... the storyline of Anna mm-hmm. and Gabe because... Mm-hmm. Brandon is with someone who mm-hmm. he shouldn't be with, right? But well, is making decisions. I can see Stephanie trying to get on, hop on that train, but I, Lena, being our mother, level head, like oh, she reminds me of like Mother Ocean. I love her. <laughs> um, no. Her perspective is wonderful, and I think that she'll get that. You know, in a workplace, like I said, I my I was when this first storyline got introduced. I was saying how I in Virginia, I worked at a restaurant and fell for someone who was younger than I was. And it was the exact same thing. I'm like, it happens. You work with them, and I don't know. Like, they, they want to be mature, and they want to be older, and they do all these things, and then you, they become charming. And so it's it's understandable. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever, but it it's it's also as long as it, they're not going crazy and, like, getting caught up in the bedroom and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see. see. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Stephanie's uh, defensive over uh, uh, Brandon, though, so I know she'll probably get angry. Listen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's it's bound to happen. And then I feel like with them getting angry, it's probably gonna push Kelly and Brandon back together because mm-hmm. 
Oh, you do. So that's where you think this is going. I just feel bad that he's still like he's so quick to be like, "This is my sister." Yeah. I, I would never. I would be like, "This is Callie." Uh, <laughs> I don't think I would ever just call her my sister just because I couldn't. Like, mm, I'm not gonna call you that right now. That Sorry. was so. Sort of like training his brain, though. Yeah. You know, yeah, like sort of like a mantra no, that he like, says every morning. She was sitting at the table and she's like, she was pretty. <laughs> her eyes were like four different directions. Yeah. I was like, girl. I wanted to be like, Kelly, shut up. She looked like you. <laughs> she, 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 I'm like, okay, he definitely like has a type also. Like, damn, <laughs> damn. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit um, since we really haven't talked about Anna, the Anna and Gabe situation. Oh my goodness. Which is so heartbreaking to me. And obviously the thing that sticks out to me the most is, do you think that Gabe got Anna high or drunk? No. I don't think so either. I, I know you probably can't answer. I can't. I, I think I could definitely see. I'm curious about what you think. I could definitely see her m- maybe sitting there with him and either having one drink and then leaving or saying no. And then when she left, going somewhere to console herself because um, I felt like the moment that she saw him, having having had seen, having not seen him in so long, one, he's beautiful. I mean, he looks gorgeous. It seems like he's doing well for himself. And then to have Mariana in the room with them and then her speak as intelligent as she was, why would you not be sitting there thinking, oh, my God, look, it, it, we created this girl here who's trying to help us years later after we had to leave her, after we've been through everything that we've been sure, through. Sure, sure. Like, that's so emotional. And, that, and I was, I'm so happy that she cried and we finally see this part of Anna because she probably just didn't see it until she saw Gabe where she was like, no, like, I could have, we could have been a family and I, these, they took my babies away and now it's going to be there and it, it sucks, but it happens. But mm-hmm. that's awful. I mean, yeah. look at, it's not even like he grew up to be like a scumbag. He's, He's doing really well for himself. And I bet you she looked at him and thought like, yeah, I think I was in love with him. And yeah, I do see why I did what he did. And he made a mistake because people do that. And they they were probably in like a ghetto part of San Diego that they're around people that, you know, do those things. And that's what they were exposed to. It's just it was that was heartbreaking to me. I think that maybe those tears when everyone said that we were going to cry. That's like the only part that got me really emotional. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I feel like this is a setup as a viewer. They're trying to say like, especially with Anna's parents getting so upset and like Gabe did this, you know, whatever. It sort of switched for me when Gabe dropped off the presents because he was fine. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. not high. He and and we found out that like they got each other drugs. They used to mm-hmm. drink together and like all these things. And he seemed like he had his, you know, stuff together. And right. obviously he went out after they had the encounter and he got them gifts and exactly. a, adorable personalized future lawyer mug, which that pulled at my heart straight. Yeah. So I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. I can't breathe right now. Dad. I can't breathe. Yeah. Um, but I, I just feel like Anna uses him a lot as an excuse to do things. You know, the, the, the way my, my life happened to be this way because of him and and what transpired from this and she blames her parents but i feel like it's very easy for her to get emotional and i feel like maybe she did say no to the beer and then couldn't handle it after the fact and decided like i need to do whatever i can yeah but I, i just i don't know like i feel like maybe at least i hope that she pulls herself together because we know how easily she can backslide right which How is amazing terrifying. is she, that actress, yeah. mm-hmm. Alex? Have you guys talked to her? You had her we in here? Mm-hmm. You no. should. She's amazing. It, it's funny. The, the What she can do, like the way, the places that character's gone. She's just wonderful. Well, like if you think back when we first met her or one of the first times we met her when she was sitting at the table in the diner when she was like for the tweaking money. out, oh, asking yeah. for money to 
who she was now. You know, right. uh, she has. And she looks beautiful in this episode. Yeah, I know. yeah. It's just uh, to me that's so heartbreaking. That hit me the hardest as well. Mm-hmm. Just you yeah. know, you want to see people do good, and it just sucks. And you realize as an addict, and this is something that is great that Freeform is bringing up. Like I love these like topical things. It's so easy for an addict to just go back. Absolutely. And it's real, and I feel like it's good for, you know, these young, impressionable viewers to realize whether it's something that they're going through in their lives with someone that they know Mm -hmm. or something that they've been through. It's just... It can happen in a second. It's just one decision that makes all and the difference. It and it always, yeah. that's what always makes me so sad that, like, when, once you've been an addict to anything, that's why you can't even drink. Because the moment that you feel that buzz, you enjoy that little piece of high and mm-hmm. you want more, and, and that's it. And you look for it until you find it, and then it's too much. So, I don't know. That, like, that was so heartbreaking, too. I, I, I mean, recovery, relapse is just part of recovery. That's just the way it is. And anybody who's actually around addicts or has, is an addict, that's, they would say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, very rarely does somebody recover once. Right. It's a process. It's an everyday choice. And so the courage, I mean, Mike also relapsed not that long ago. Like, right. the courage of taking these characters that are, like, doing their best, but it's not a black and white thing, Absolutely. right? It's yeah. a it's a daily choice to stay on a path of recovery, relapse, and then get back to day one. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Yeah, it's always yeah. funny because you just reminded me of, like, the timeline of the show, and it, it even reminded me of what Brandon said to Courtney, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, Jude and Callie, they've been with us for, like, a year. And I'm like, oh, my God, so much has happened. Right? <laughs> I know! <laughs> Talk about, like, oh, my God, are these kids going to be, you know, 16 forever? I feel like it has been a year, you know, because the, the Keenson era to mm-hmm. 16, so I feel like that was the logical time reference, the multiple time references right. in this episode, but we do realize how much this one family has been through in a short time which I know and you know ultimately brings them together and then you have to I always think about that also but I remember that when you're in school because you're at school every day I remember that's why that's why the four years of high school seem like eight years Mm -hmm. so that when ten years passes after that I'm like what why did those four years seem longer and more special and more connected again there's this Mm -hmm. innocence and there's like this acceptance of everyone that's around you and the first time you're feeling things and that's why it's so memorable but I I mean you could only imagine having to deal with day-to-day things in addition to home things so that's what's so great I mean I always it always confuses me like how do writers remember what happened then you know, and I always thought that I would remember my entire life in high school, but they nail it. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. And then I, and I can't believe I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, I would never do that. I did it though. Well, you know? I'm not saying that it's all us, but I feel like, you know, they watch our show. <laughs> um, and I don't know, maybe some of the stuff that we says rubs off on them. Maybe. Um, so I don't know. Like, I feel like we're really influential. So you should probably just follow us on Twitter and, you know, tweet us during the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. I agree. Done with that. <laughs> I'm first mate. Remember? I'm the first mate to the captain. I love it. Um, so we pretty much talked she about everyone. Adorable. Except for um, Mariana. Mm-hmm. And Nick. Nick. What do you guys think about Nick? I so okay. want to know. Wait, so oh. I was like. Go ahead, girl. Have a drink. Sip it, right? sip it, sip it. <laughs> I was 
super anti-Nick when we first mm-hmm. met him. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, why? I've known these guys because mm-hmm. he had this attitude and he's cocky and mm-hmm. he has money. So I he feels like he just throw it around kid. and impress people. But he needed to be introduced to a Latina <laughs> who was going to put him ass in check. Excuse my language. <laughs> and that's what happened. And he loved it because he had he's someone who is spoiled and always gets what he wants. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. when you're introduced to someone who's going to say no, but with an educated answer, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that's you have to be turned on to it. And if you are come from a family with money like you are exposed to a little bit more and you do no you do no more than most people do mm-hmm. so i'm sure that he's he loves that and oh, how would you not be attracted and today i love the moment where he's like i mean she is my girlfriend man like cool put your friend in place and go see your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> I just really like that he threw. He just threw like a really great party for yes. her, and he's, he is he's just about so, it. He is just oh, like, so you guys are you guys are into it. Well, well not in the beginning. He was no, annoying. No. Yeah, he was super annoying in the beginning. Yeah. but now he's like he's learning. I like that because okay. I think he went from trying to impress Jesus to impress Mariana, and he realized he needed to go a little bit lighter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the way that he was like super aggressive and putting her in danger and all these things that she didn't like. And I feel like he needed a girl to be combative and yes. sort of She's play a wonderful hard. influence. It wasn't even like she was playing hard to get. She was just like mad. Mm-hmm. There was like, I don't think there was any play there. It was just like, you're pissing me off. Like, yeah. you need to check yourself. Before you and yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she sort of softened up to him because he... Um, developed EQ. Yes. And, he, you know, he, he, he's charming. Exactly. He's, yeah, he's he charming. is very but charming. When, but when you can learn, I mean, that's just, that's great. It's not like he, he's still acting like the same person. He is making an effort in his, his emotional, like, you know, my God, that was such a great episode because they taught amazing. us so much. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right? I, like, literally at work, I'm like, I will explain myself better and use my words wisely. <laughs> when I'm angry. Oh my God. Well, so, it, it, it does. best compliment the show has ever gotten. I bet. I, mean, <laughs> I had a discussion with my chef the it. other day and I was like, chef, let me just take a breath here and I'm going to explain to you yeah. why this happened. <laughs> That's Look amazing. at you developing EQ. You I'm proud of you, girl. Yes. I'm proud of you. Oh, no, I, that's what I'm saying. When Nick is cool, and I like that. It's just great. You know, I am curious. We we sort of get like a little taste of who Nick's dad is and what he does and what he has to offer. But he's obviously not around, so I feel like he has those issues. Well, you know, like in a in a typical teen movie where we see like the the absent parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's gonna be a situation where he has like a sick house. He's like by himself all the time and like really troubled, like mm-hmm. deep down, and like he obviously lashes out when something happens. So that he doesn't want get exactly. For so example, I, later when he finds out about Mariana possibly and, cheating and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And also like they're kissing in the play, which he so eagerly was like, have it at my dad's warehouse. Zoe's going down. Yeah. What's that girl's name? Oh yeah, Zoe, yeah. Mm-hmm. The girl that's Matt's mm-hmm. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, something's gonna happen and maybe we're gonna see a side of Nick that we haven't seen before, but then also um, sympathize with him? Sure. Sure. <laughs> use, your mean, use, use your EQ. Use your EQ. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, guys, it's late. Um, no, I feel like we're going to feel bad for him after he lashes out. Yeah. But I do like him right now. Mm-hmm. I think he, he's going to mm. lash out for being spoiled, though, in, in that regard. He's going to have that only child syndrome. I get what I want when mm-hmm. I want it. And if you're not going to give it to me, uh, I'm gonna make you. So we're gonna not like him for a little bit, but hopefully she brings him back on that EQ level, and then we'll be all right. Like a feisty Latina does. <laughs> Girl, 
you got it. I'm trying. You got it. Uh, I think we talked I'm about I'm going to show the guy that I'm dating th- that episode. Be like, hey, let's watch this episode real quick. What do you think? <laughs> Tell me how you feel. Would you throw me a birthday party? <laughs> oh, my God. What's uh, good? Your daddy got a warehouse on his way. Okay, sorry, y'all. The girls are here. Um, I don't know. I I took so many notes this episode. I feel like we covered the characters that we needed to cover. Do we all agree? It always makes me laugh when they take notes because they never look at them, really. Oh, no. I take so many notes, you guys. And and I never see her move her paper. I'm like, why do you do that? Between me tweeting and talking to you guys and listening to them and trying to pay attention. Mm -hmm. No, but I just, you know. But once you write it down, if I write it it down, it sticks. It's It's true, it's true. The one thing that I noticed, which is funny because you would only know if you're from L.A., but the restaurant that they work at, the Smokehouse, is a restaurant in Burbank. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just yeah. see it in the background. That's nice. Which I was like, it's delicious, but it's not in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, let's predict. I feel like we're ready. Okie dokie. Annika, you can start. You're after buzz. <laughs> I'm kidding. Tell us everything. Wow. Why, I can't make predictions. Okay. That would be, that would ruin all the fun. Whatever. Well, I can tell you that we have two guests next week. Who? Daphne. And Sharinda. Yeah. Of course, because the two of them, they go everywhere together. That dynamic. They're amazing. I'm so guys. I love those girls. I know. You guys have to tune in next week because that's going to be great. Um... I am curious about Mariana. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason why I feel like she doesn't cheat is because of the Wyatt thing. Sure. And she already went through it with Matt, and I feel like why would she want to hurt Nick? I feel like it would be like a misunderstanding, because obviously they have to kiss in the show, but is it a kiss or is it a kiss? Because mm-hmm. we know there's a difference when you're acting and when you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, can they separate the two? So, I hope that she doesn't hurt Nick, but also I feel like we need to see that side of Nick if he does feel hurt. Because obviously that Zoe girl, she's like out for vengeance. She's sparking things. I think that that's what's going to happen. I don't think Mario's gonna, Mariana's going to do anything, but Nick is going to be, is going to have that bird in his ear and then he's going to possibly project, which will somewhat manifest that to happen. And just for being a theater kid, you know, when there's drama on stage, Oof. there's drama behind the scenes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. How excited are you for Bradley's episode? Oh my god, I'm so excited. It looked amazing. Wait. I'm so I happy that they're wait. dancing and everything. Yes! It's gonna be I, and really Matt's a, and Matt's incredible. an incredible dancer too, so I'm excited to see what he's gonna All do. All of them. Kind of it's like the, it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. group of talent. Like, I'm beautiful actually, talent. It's annoying. It's so much talent. Dang. I'm excited Brandon's to hear the original songs. Oh yeah. No! So awesome. much guy liner. I'm like, okay, I feel like it's early 2000s. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I, I love know. it. I don't know. Like I'm a, probably like going to sing band. after this. <laughs> no, I'm excited to hear the original music. Yes, me too. Um, because it's going to be a little bit of a, a different take on it than we've heard. I hope that they sort of like have Shakespeare in the mm-hmm. the music. I feel like that would be really exciting. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Romeo and Juliet, and I didn't get to see the actual show when you guys went, and so mm-hmm. I'm dying for this episode. I just can't wait. Well, it's going to be different, and that's exciting. I know, but still, incredible. I'm going to see a little bit. I just want to hear the I want because the, the music is the same. No, no, they um they did all original music for the show for for the episode. Um, but when they were at the Rockwell, it was um Pat Benatar, Pat Benatar and oh, Tina right. Turner. Yes, you told me. Yeah. That. So I mean, it's it's going to be like really exciting, and I'm that uh, show live was incredible. So yeah. I'm just I can't wait to see what Bradley did, like how mm-hmm. he. You and know, it's going to look incredible in that warehouse too. Oh yeah. No, and it's it's like awesome because. 
a lot of the fans of the show, like, he periscoped an episode, so everyone, or per- periscoped a the show at the Rockwell. Oh, cool. So everyone got to see if they wanted to. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's definitely online and you can find it. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of drama and we're going to have to cram it into a couple episodes because it's almost time for it's the finale. It goes fast. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, this second half, it's like we always, the, the big, I feel like a lot of the crazy drama happens in the first half. And then we are just craving so much more mm-hmm. that we have to wait months for this. Yeah. And it's not exciting. I feel like I'm in denial a little bit. Was it three episodes It's left? a nice little build-up, yeah. though. Yeah, three episodes. And guess what, fans? Yikes. In the next three episodes, we will have multiple guests. Woo-hoo! Not just one, but many. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. I revealed next week's guests, but... Uh, Maybe the week after, I'll, I'll give uh, them a special shout-out, or maybe they can announce it on their social media. Um, anyway, thank you for watching. <laughs> Stephanie, where can the people find you? You can all find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie and on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. Uh, on Twitter at... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at Annika underscore Marks. Say it with us. <laughs> Annika underscore Marks. You guys, I did really well right up till the end. <laughs> oh, you're perfect. You're one of us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JillieLeff and on Snapchat at JillieLeff. And hopefully we will have the entire gang back here next week. But until then, bye guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.